Okay, and my sync recording is going too. Hooray! And then there's an ambulance outside. Perfect! What the f is going on down there? It's the 21st of January, and uh, this is WTF and TFW, and the, oh, the ambulance is coming back. Hi, Seth. Hi, Vandals. How you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Just uh, having some of those good old-fashioned Aaron-style uh, internet service provider problems. Yeah, I kind of some garbage as soon as Sonic driver in my neighborhood and gone. I'm out of here. Yep. That's the story of a lot of people. So, I got to assume, yeah. I know uh, Jeff Gerstman of the Giant Bombs has mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I've got I got some stories from Aaron I recall before. I, I can't remember if it was Comcast. I just remember it was a provider. And it's yeah. Every now and then you got to switch in America. This is a little a little piece I wanted to open up with because I thought this was cute. Uh, there's an interview with Collider with director DJ Caruso, uh, who just filmed Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage. Uh, apparently, he was going to be doing GI Joe three before he left for Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage, and basically he said that uh, he thought that they should have something where GI Joes meet Transformers, and apparently the studio uh, said we're not ready to do this yet. And he went on to say, they will eventually collide those two worlds, and it's probably when Mr. Bay decides he's done with Transformers. So, uh, that was weird, but that means well, that somewhere in there, the dream's still alive. Yeah. I mean, if they're waiting for Bay to be out of the picture, then that could be a good way to do, like, a soft reboot, or, like, a way to introduce, like, a new director's style. Yeah. If it's like, okay, Bay's gone, now here's this special crossover event, and then that will carry into what we do from here on out, sort of a thing. So it's probably smart to wait in that regard. Oh yeah, and I mean, I I think it would be really weird, well, it's going to be weird anyway with the spinoff films, but I think it would be triple weird if, like, a couple years ago they had Transformers show up in G.I. Joe, and, like, stylistically, they, like, I don't know how you'd even play it out with all of the egos involved like would michael bay demand to have director credit and run the scene that they're in or would he be upset if someone else is directing yeah i don't know but uh the thing i took from that like the dream is still alive that one day Dwayne the rock johnson might meet the transformers and uh apparently michael bay is all that stands in the way of that dream <laughs> We just got to get rid of Mike. I thought it was kind of weird. This director basically like, yeah, Michael Bay is uh, really the only thing standing in the way. I'm like, are you trying to trying to start something here? You're trying to set him up to just get bumped out of the way. Um, by the way, I've not I've not yet seen Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage. I'm waiting for it to come out on Netflix because I'm scum, but I really do want to see it because I legitimately enjoy most of the original Triple X. I have not seen Triple X. Full stop. Any of them. Oh, I saw. Did you see the sequel with the ice cube? No, because when I read that the sequel opens with them saying that Xander Cage died off screen or whatever, I was like, well, then that sequel's not real. Well, uh, apparently he didn't die off stage. That's that's why I just want to see the one where he returns, where they hopefully don't ever talk about the one where apparently he died. But uh, Ice Cube is going to be in the one where he returns. Yeah, don't I'm you sure. don't you need to know the the backstory? 
No, I'm sure they'll exposit enough of it to soft retcon triple X to just, you know, straight out of the picture. Um, it's so, weird. The only time I ever pulled, you know, how people always do that with like the, the Star Wars movies. They're like, no, they only made three. Uh, the only time I've ever done that was with triple X two, uh, state of the union. Yeah. I just saw a commercial for the third movie last night and like there's an explosion or a gunshot or whatever it was. And, uh, Vin Diesel looks over his shoulder and there's ice cube on a catwalk with a big gun and he goes, X looks after its own. That's great. Like, okay. That's great. Well, at least they're not pretending the second movie never happened. <laughs> like, if there is if there is enough in there, if they actually create a mythology that makes me interested to go back and look at Triple X to the State of the Union when I'm watching Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, then perhaps I will. Well, I remember when that second one was coming out, and they were justifying why Vin Diesel was gone. And they were saying, like, well, we're trying to create, like, a new franchise that's, oh, like, yeah, yeah. like, the modern American version of of james bond so there were different james bonds so we could have different triple x's that that's great up until the part where in the movie you say that the other one died off screen yeah <laughs> that's not what they do in james bond <laughs> they don't say yeah george lazenby died off screen before this film <laughs> well while we're talking about movies trailers coming out and stuff i've not been a fan of the x-men movies whatsoever mm-hmm like, I just find some of them less awful than the others. But I saw the second trailer for Logan. I did, too. I, I think it looks like it might be kind of rad. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Because I'm hoping... It's not so much I'm hoping that it being R-rated means that it's going to be more bloody. But well, I'm, I'm... I mean, it is. <laughs> but I'm hoping that it being R-rated perhaps also means that the studio is taking the same somewhat hands-off approach they took with Deadpool. Which is what made Deadpool work. For the most part, uh, and I, I, who knows? Like, yeah, it, look, it looks cool. Um, I want to, I want to check it out. I might actually check it out in theaters. Well, when I saw the trailer, I didn't know what it was. It, it came up as a pre-roll ad on YouTube. Oh, and so it's the shot with like the girl walking around the. Oh, uh, that's probably the best way to have seen it. Yeah, so the girl's walking around the convenience store, and then she flips the guy over, and I didn't even recognize that it was Hugh Jackman. But the dude busts in and goes, "Not okay," and pulls her away. And my first thought was, "Is this like a reboot of Hit Girl? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Big Daddy? What's going on here?" <laughs> Speaking of movies, I've never seen, never seen any of those or either of those kick-ass movies. Nah, I saw the first one. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not bad, but I wouldn't tell somebody they have to see it. The problem is I have like no veneration for the comic books they come from either, so I'm I'm stuck at this midpoint because I've been told that that actually might make me enjoy the movies more, hmm. but I, I have no idea. Anyway, uh, someday perhaps we will see GI Joe and the Transformers on the big screen. Uh, even though it's already happened in the comic books, so you know, to me, the, the specialness of that has, has kind of disappeared. Um, nonetheless, who knows? Uh, moving on from there, uh, we got a little bit of RID news, and uh, Seth, I know you're not big on the RID, but I no, figured... I am actively against it. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're uh, anti-RID. You're dare. You're if I saw RID on the street being interviewed, and I'd totally sucker punch it. Yeah, you're you're not all for those robots in disguise. You're like dumb is right what they are <laughs> I tried to think of what deer could stand for I don't know uh, but 
they uh, have already started coming out with a new sub-branding called Combiner Force, and that mostly meant that there were these little crash combiner spring-loaded things. And you know, I was like, all right, that's cute. Uh, however, they've got new artwork popping up showing a, uh, a pair of four-member combiners. One of them is uh, Bumblebee, Grimlock, Strongarm, and Sideswipe. And then the other one, seen on the side of a bus uh, in Hong Kong, is a Menasaur, who seems to be made of the same structure, where one robot becomes the torso and head, another one becomes the legs, and then two more become an arm each. So uh, I think that the that layout is pretty cool. Uh, the main thing I'm wondering is if they're going to do, like... Like, they are probably going to do spring-loaded combining versions of these that are, like, kind of just built to combine, and that's fine. But I wonder, I kind of wonder, just in the, in the back of my head, if maybe the Menasaur design might end up being done with, like, four warrior toys that might be, like, good Transformers uh, on par with a Deluxe. Like, maybe there's the tiniest hint of a chance. We'll find out next month. But uh, I, also, I also think just that Menasaur looks kind of cool. And that's another reason I want to pull this up, because, Seth, I know you're, you're a Menasaur man. Yeah. Uh, this one's got some horns going on. Yeah, boy, does it. Um, the, with that layout, though, with one robot becoming both legs and one robot becoming each arm, um, isn't that going to lead to them being kind of gorilla-armed if one robot has to be two legs and legs are bigger than arms in real life? So the, the way it's working on the Autobot one is Grimlock is turning into the lower half of the body. So he's like the biggest member of the team. So my, my assumption would be that they're going to... Motormaster is going to be the legs and crotch. Yeah, either Motormaster is <laughs> the legs and crotch or they're like, because they're also only going to be four of the guys in this team making up Menasaur. So they might have just redesigned the one who isn't one of the arms uh, to be like a bigger, like more brutish looking guy. That's my assumption anyway. Well, on that bus shot, it, it's, it was taken at night. So yep. it's that... that the the uh the the night mode camera doing everything it can to brighten it up as much as possible so it's super grainy lots of fuzz yeah um but so there's the little slice pictures of the individual robots and one of them just in this fuzzy fuzz shot it looks a lot like brawn i mean i know it's not gonna be brawn mm-hmm but it's very brownish looking. Which you mean the one third from the left? The the first on the left. Oh, oh yeah. I guess I could see because that one the face doesn't kind of look like bucket headed though. Kind of does. With like a yellowy chest. Oh, the the yellowy chest and the blue face makes me wonder if that's drag strip. Yeah. And I I feel like the right arm, the one on our left on Menasaur, looks kind of yellow. So I'm wondering if that's. Uh, where drag strip ended up. I mean, that would make more sense than Braun, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it is Braun. I'm just saying he's got a bucket. He looks like Braun. And if we saw this picture in broad daylight, and it was a it was a better photo, there's a good chance it looks nothing like Braun. Yeah. I'm just saying, like <laughs> with the fuzz and the dark. Yeah, yeah. It gives the illusion. Now I'm I'm thinking because the one on the very left of those like slice pictures looks kind of drag strip to me, and the one on the very right, for whatever reason, is making me think of uh, Dead End. So I'm thinking like drag strip and Dead End are the arms. Some guy is the torso. I don't even know if they're gonna like they might maybe the one they left out was Motormaster. Um, well, the second from the left. Kind of looks like a boxy head and purpley face. Yeah. 
And he's he's also got like a wide looking torso and the, the window looking th like the red kind of windowish thing on the front of the chest reminds me of Grimlock's chest from the show. So I'm wondering if whoever that guy is, is maybe the one who becomes the legs. Like maybe he, he shares a little bit of robot mode stuff with a with the Grimlock model. But uh, I, I'm, I'm this this is making me like a lot more interested in this combiner force gimmick than before, because before it was just a like kind of spring loaded, cute, like, you know, not that much money for two tiny, simple toys that you can smack together and they spring load into a bigger toy. And, you know, it's not very exciting for collectors, but it, I thought it was a neat looking kind of cute gimmick, like an activator thing. But uh, the idea of teams forming into something in a more kind of brave style Sentai Power Ranger style robot makes me a little more interested. Uh, I almost wonder if this might be informed by some of the competition that this show has abroad. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm interested to see how that turns out. Seth, uh, anything else you want to drop about uh, about that Menasaur? No, I mean just see how it goes. I'm not a big fan of a uh, of uh, RAD per se. So I mean, even if it's awesome, I will probably end up passing on it. I mean, unless it's really awesome. But yeah, I mean, you see the size of those horns. Just add more yeah. and more horns. Those are crazy horns. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go into new picture picks. And uh, Seth, you you pulled out something that I actually forgot to look at uh, until you mentioned it when we were starting the call. We're talking about the Yahoo exclusive reveal. Oh yes. Of uh, Transformers: The Last Night radio controlled school weeks. Yeah. So this is an interesting looking toy. So it's. A radio-controlled squeaks mm -hmm. uh, from the last night. The paint job, and so it looks like it's just cast in bluish, light blue plastic, with a uh, rust paint that doesn't look that good. <laughs> it just looks like quick little bursts of brown spots sprayed onto it. Yeah, but uh, the the thing that really stuck out in this video for me is. As it's showing it kind of driving around, making noise and whatnot, there's text flashing on the screen, like, explaining what it's doing. It's like, it moves, it blasts, and then it shows the gun attachment. Gigantic, gigantic gun attachment. Yeah, and then it, it says, it talks, and then it just, like, makes a weird, like, kind of noise. And it's like, well, no, it's just... Making noise. Yeah. This is like a weird R2-D2-ish Jewish thing. And the, the text blurb really sets you up for something different. Because they say that Hasbro worked hand-in-hand hand with the creative team, Michael Bay's creative team. Uh, authentic sounds from the movie. And the Hasbro engineers worked to get the movement, light effects, and catchphrases as close to the cinematic character as possible. And so I was expecting, like... I, admittedly, I didn't look at the price point, and if I had seen it was 80 bucks, I would have not expected what I was expecting. I was thinking, like, oh, like, nigh prop replica with tons of moving parts, and, and it'll talk, and it'll probably do all kinds of cool stuff. But it doesn't. It, it drives around in circles, and its head bobs up and down. Like, so in the video, you don't see the remote control. I think I've seen pictures of it somewhere else, though. I think there was something on Twitter the other day. If you, if you scroll down on the front page item, there's some more pictures, like design shots and stuff. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a picture of the CAD model of the remote control. Yeah, so, and that seems pretty limited. It just looks like two kind of thumb nubs. Yeah. Uh, so exactly how you would control a lot of these effects um, 
Unless he's just making random noises as you drive it around. I don't know. I think he's just making random noises as you drive him around. Yeah. It almost feels like they looked at the uh, like the Sphero BB-8 and was like, we want to do that, but they don't have the budget to do that. Yeah, I uh, I mentioned on Twitter while you were having your problems, I said, hey, Comcast, for, for F's sake, we're trying to discuss the hot new exclusive radio-controlled Squeaks news. Uh, Uber Tenorman replied saying, don't you mean knock off BB-8? And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely, functionality-wise, seems like a very limited version of the very popular BB-8 spheroid toys from uh, last year. Or I, I guess just over last year ago. Yeah, a little over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a highly uninspiring piece of technology. Um, furthermore... Video shot terribly. The white balance is atrocious, and I, I, I'm wagging a finger at Yahoo for this low production value. Like it's clearly a decent camera being used by someone who doesn't know how to use it right. Unless this is a video provided to them by Hasbro, in which case I'm wagging a finger at Hasbro. Check your white balance. It's all, it's all yellowed. Yeah. It's very, very faded. It's almost gray looking. It doesn't, doesn't really look much blue at all. Yeah, it's awful, awful color balance on that video. Uh, I'm also tickled by the part where it's like Yahoo Movie, the website, getting the exclusive first look at this kind of garbage little toy. <sighs> like, congratulations, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say also the, the rust, when you look at the CAD model pictures on the black background where it's like, you know, s computer graphics colored and there, oh, that rust looks a whole lot better. Like it actually looks kind of like rust. Uh, and you yeah. pan over to the actual physical photo and it's like, ah, it looks like spray paint. Yeah, but still, it just looks like random spots. Yeah. It doesn't look like actual rust patterns i mean except for where it's around holes and cracks and stuff but there's just like a bunch of dots kind of scattered around i got who knows maybe that's how they ended up doing the rust effect in the film that would, that would be a shame although if again if you look at the cg model there's way less there's way less rust in general on that cg model like the paint applications are going a lot crazier with the the orangey brown yeah uh, that's probably something that should have been sorted out at the factory. Um, neither of us are going to buy this. <laughs> so that's probably the last we'll hear about radio-controlled squeaks, but at least we talked about it. You know, that toy got an exclusive reveal on Yahoo Movies. My own new picture pick is going into the other weird end of, uh, of recent Transformers appearances in media. Uh, there was a fashion show... Uh, Moschino uh, showed off their Moschino Cross Transformers collection at the Milan Fashion Show. Uh, it's, just a, it's, it's a fashion show, so it's a lot of concept clothing, not usually stuff that's actually being sold. And they had this Transformers segment, which I thought I've was... Never, I've never heard of it described as concept clothing before. <laughs> prototype clothes is a thing I heard recently in a discussion about fashion shows. I forgot where, but it was something like... Because it, I think it was the question came up of... Uh, why, are, why are fashion shows always full of really weird clothes nobody ever actually wears? And uh, what I understand is fashion shows are, they're not so much trade shows in that here's what we're selling, but it's like, here are some kooky, crazy pieces that sort of evoke the mood of what we want to start making for the rest of this year. 
Um, So this fashion show with Transformers being thrown in is just like kooky, crazy stuff of like silver moon boots and literal packaging art turned into clothing. Uh, And well, I, I, I don't think it looks like hot, amazing, great stuff, but I think it looks kind of funny. And, uh, I don't know. I, it was cute. I was like, all right. Uh, you know, this is another, another company that I was wondering if this was similar to how Bathing Ape has been latching onto Transformers with all their different versions of MP10. And then I was flipping through the thread and it looks like someone equated this to being like the Bathing Ape connection again. Um, of, uh, like it's a, it's a fashionable brand going like, yo, Transformers are cool. And thus raising the profile once again of the franchise, if that's of concern to you as a fan, that's up to you. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty goofy stuff. I don't know. Seth, did you take a look at this? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw like this was big on Twitter the other day as people were reacting to it. Um, yeah. So my girlfriend has got me watching uh, Project Runway. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like there's a weird balance between doing that like air quote fashion forward like this is fashion it's not meant to be worn all the time or ever in public and this is impractical and nobody could wear this in public that that they seem to be trying to straddle that it's all weird like and you see some of these fashion show things where people are just making like the most ridiculous kind of clothes you could ever imagine it's like how does that translate at all into realistic clothing and like some Mm. of this you could see like oh well that is a dress and that is a jacket and those are things that i recognize so it's not that end of crazy fashion show nonsense but i'm i i don't know what the ends to this are I think I think that uh, when I was looking at this, all the stuff that's actually just like shiny chrome silver, like the gloves and the pants or the guy with the boots and the weird buckles on, on top of his jacket. I was like that for whatever reason, that reminds me of the kooky like jumpsuits from Transformers version of the 2010s. So I don't know. It doesn't mean anything like practical, but I was like, huh, it's like he's wearing like this. He's wearing goofy like white jumpsuit from the 86 movie like silver glove type stuff yeah and i was kind of laughing well i like this one lady model that is just wearing like a like an overcoat that's just black and a black beret and black boots and it's all normal ass looking clothes and then her little handbag is what has the transformer stuff all over it and then i, I just wonder if that model was like why, why don't I get crazy stuff? Why do I, I got to yeah. wear normal stuff? <laughs> I'd be bummed out. If, like her and there's also, well, the guy, the guy afterwards is, is wearing like a kooky hoodie underneath his jacket. So in some shiny pants. Yeah. So yeah she like, kind of, she kind of gets, I mean, yeah, she got screwed over. Like, she's, yeah, because <laughs> even if this guy like, okay, so this guy has a black overcoat and yeah. so he's got a transformer hoodie and that's not that weird, but then you get down to his like weird, shiny, aluminum pants and it's like okay no that is weird so yeah she got completely um the short end of the stick and every and everyone in this audience is holding phones up it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> uh, I, I have a feeling like and i don't i don't know the machino brand very well i barely even know the bathing ape brand very well but the number of times that these photos are homing in on 
the Transformers box art print, like messenger bags, purses, backpacks, etc. I am assuming that those backpacks, bags, and purses, and messenger bags are the things that will probably be available in a shop at some point. Yeah, like more likely. That seems like the stuff that will then get sold. And that's that's kind of neat. Like, I always enjoy uh, weird print messenger bag things. Um, I don't. I actually have a messenger bag. I got it as a gift, and then after using it for about a week, I realized that the way I do things, I just don't really use a messenger bag all that often. But uh, yeah, I thought this was funny. Uh, yeah, I saw one person on Twitter ask, like, "Oh, is this gonna lead to the big oversized print club shirts coming back? Like, is that where it's going?" Nah, I saw this somebody is, ask. This this has a lot more. Uh, hey. I want to I want to snoot up a little bit. This has a little bit more craft to it, I think, than those than those club shirts. Those club shirts don't have uh, squared off shoulders, and they don't have metallic pants. Uh, until we have metallic pants as regular fashion, I'm not satisfied. Yeah, and like I I see bags and stuff. I see a hoodie. Like I see that becoming like for reals. But like yeah, I mean, who's gonna want? the crazy dress i don't don't think they're actually going to sell the crazy dress like that's that's just the like all right for the flair of the runway we made all this nonsense crazy stuff also check out the gloves and the shoes uh yeah like all all the silver stuff and all the huge print clothes i think are just like walking backdrop to the bags and things yeah um there's another guy the guy with the green jacket i kind of like the thing that's going on with the uh what do you call it? Like the, I guess the buckle things up on the shoulder, where they've got bits of box art. Something about that that I kind of like. I'm, I'm bummed out by his pants because they're not silver. <laughs> um, He's standing in front of a little numbered chart of all the outfits too. Look at that. Yeah. A little numbered chart. Okay. I like this uh, kind of corsety looking thing that the one girl has on that has one of the uh, pretenders. Like. Oh. Right front oh, I center. See. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, yeah. I, I like how that's, uh, what do you call it? It's like what you were saying about the Menasaur art. It's like little blades of like character pictures. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like she, so she's the, like, she's the one who, so it's like there's some more subtle clothes in here. She got, I think, the coolest looking subtle clothes. And then the poor girl with like no cool clothes is on like right after her. It's like, why didn't, why didn't I get the cool corset? I would argue that maybe she has the coolest clothes in that they don't have crazy transformers all over them. I don't know. It's like if you put an overcoat over that corset, there could be something going on. It's like uh, the corset version of a logo tee. Yeah. The one thing the one thing I won't abide, the only thing about these photos I don't like is that like everyone is wearing the same beret. And I think that's well, super that, boring. That's how you tie it all together. It's super, super boring. The berets should also be silver. Can you imagine a, a chrome silver beret? I can't imagine that. Yeah. I have a good imagination. Well, then you see what I mean. How it would have been perfect. I don't know. I just keep wondering what Tim Gunn would say about all of this. Yeah. <laughs> that show has ruined me. <laughs> It's Project One Way Junior right now, so they're we're, we're watching these weird kids make clothes. All right, this one little Asian girl is is bananas. Like, she's my favorite right now because every one of her outfits has like weird fan fiction that goes with it. 
All right, that's pretty like cool. Like when whenever they're asked to describe their girl, like who's the girl that wears this? What what's your girl's story? They're all ninjas or super spies, and they're going to parties and art museums to spy on international leaders. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they all have crazy <laughs> ninja stories and stuff. This girl clearly watches a lot of anime. <laughs> high fives. That's a, that's high five. <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that's our new picture pick section. Um, we we both ended up going for uh, for strange things this week, but that's how it rolls. Oh, did we mention the Netflix thing? Oh yeah, we were going to say at the okay. top of the show, and then we got distracted by the Comcast stuff. Yeah, with all, I'm done with that chat, by the way. I'm done. Like, right. I don't even know why I bother with that idiot anyway. All that he did was interrupt the signal again. Um, hopefully by blasting it from their end, like doing the reset from their end, hopefully that knocked whatever clog out of the internet pipe that might have been there. Tubes. It's tubes, right? Series of tubes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of um, like a colonoscopy, but for your internet. Yeah. Except for that's looking for stuff, not... Anyway, what's the one where they shoot a bunch of stuff through your butt and then it cleans out your colon? Uh, colonic. Oh, colonic. Okay, they both have colon in the word. Yeah, a colonoscopy so. is when they they jam the camera up your butt. Right, and right. Look I, for cancer. I was, I was, I was just thinking of like long words that start with colon. What was it again? Colonic. A colonic. Yeah. A colonic blast. Yeah, a colonic my... is like a more extreme version of an enema. Colonic blast is my finishing maneuver. <laughs> it would be. It would finish me off. I'd be done. Yeah. You right? hit me with a colonic blast. It doesn't matter how much health I have left. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you win. I'm out of here. I have to charge. It takes me a couple turns to charge up, but <laughs> then my colonic blast is ready. Isn't that how Goku defeated Frieza? Yeah, he was like, Colonic Blast! <laughs> Just kaboom. It took three episodes, but he got him. It was worth it. Frieza was so clean. <laughs> no. Goku was clean. <laughs> True. Frieza was unclean. Frieza was a mess. All oh, right, he yeah. He was not white and purple anymore. He was on the wrong much. end. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got an email because I forgot to turn Outlook off. I, I heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Netflix series. Um, there's no trailer or anything. But it's about toys. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be an eight-episode documentary about toys. And I'm guessing, like, from the way they describe it, um, it's going to be, like, one toy line per episode. Um, I'm hoping that it's informative and serious and not just pop culture barf. Um because I would be interested in sort of a a serious look at development of these things and cultural impact and whatnot, and not like the old VH1 thing of let's get a bunch of D-list celebrities to make quips about whatever it is that we're highlighting. Or that Toy Hunter show. Was it Toy Hunter? Yeah. The one that was like the scalper well, never, show? Yeah, I never watched it, but I know a lot of people complained about it. I hated that show. Because I, I want what, you, what you're talking I want something that, that is like about the source material and is about the toy industry. And I hope this is what that is. But 
as a very optimistic person, one of the places where my pessimism strikes is whenever anyone makes anything media wise about toys. So I'm kind of expecting pop pop culture barf, and I will I desperately want to be wrong. I have absolutely no reason to want to stick up for my uh, hypothesis. It's just what I'm expecting, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, like I want a dry, boring show about how GI Joe happened. Yeah. Um. So according to this list, uh, the episodes are going to focus on Star Wars, GI Joe, Barbie, He Man, Star Trek, Hello Kitty, and of course Transformers. Um, I think Star Trek kind of sticks out as being an odd choice. There, so I'm really curious. I mean, this will have everything to do with the tone of the show, because there have been Star Trek toys, but yeah, not there for, have been not but, for a while. And, and how important have Star Trek toys ever been? I mean, besides the Spock helmet, I'm hoping that that episode is about like the brief successes and the complete failures. Or, like, the misfires. Like, I'm hoping that that's one that is, like, totally just nose-deep in industry stuff about, like, how doing Star Trek toys turned out to not be as easy to do as doing Star Wars toys. Like, that's where I really hope it's not a bunch of pop culture barf, because if it is, then, like, what the hell is that episode even going to be about? Yeah, because, like, I look at all these other things, and they're all massively iconic. Like, Star Wars, I mean, come on, that... Star Wars invented inv the, yeah. that scale of action figure. We learned about Star Wars toys at film school is how yeah. important Star Wars toys are. Well, and they they were so important at that at that scale that it caused G.I. Joe to change size. Yeah. And G.I. Joe struggled in recent years, but that was a massive, massive toy line of the 80s. Barbie is a juggernaut onto itself, like you can't argue that Barbie doesn't rank. Yeah, I mean, like any, like there are lines that certainly are not what they used to be, but as far like as influential, <laughs> you know, like Barbie is the Barbie is 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 a Kleenex word. Like even now, you say Barbie, people know precisely what you're talking about. Yeah, um, He Man, like GI Joe, is on hard times. And um, well, but He Man invented the toy commercial cartoon, basically. Right. So it's got like. That's why Star Trek is so weird. Star Trek has nothing. Yeah. Aside from being something that should have been easy to do that didn't turn out. Yeah. I mean, Lego, again, another yeah. juggernaut <laughs> onto itself. And Hello Kitty, like, I don't think about Hello Kitty as being a toy line so much as just like a brand almost. Yeah, like but, a merch brand. Yeah, because I see Hello Kitty on everything, but I've always seen Hello Kitty on everything. Like, I, mm -hmm. it, it seems like there's just always been this level of Hello Kitty in the world for as long as I could remember. Yeah. And it's it's never seems to have dissipated. It's just always like there's always at least one Hello Kitty thing anywhere you go. I, I expect the Hello Kitty episode would be more so about it as a merch brand than like toys yeah. specifically, uh, which again is where I, I, I really hope that the show is not. I, I love this phrase. It's not pop culture barf because I, I want to know about it as a merch brand. I don't want to just see a bunch of people going like, I remember when I was a teenager, I put a Hello Kitty sticker on my phone. And then like a bunch of shots of an old beat up phone. Yeah, like I don't need a D-list comedian holding a Hello Kitty pencil and going like, I had one of these when I was in school. She's so cute. It's like, oh. My, my, <laughs> my biggest expectation right now is, it's, is if an episode is, for instance, about an hour long, 
it would be about 45 minutes of, do you remember? And then, like, about 15 minutes of, like, finding professionals, asking them completely base idiot questions, and go, like, thanks for your time. Anyway, here's Gilbert Gottfried talking about his He-Man action figure. Yeah, like, I want to, like, for Hello Kitty, what I'm interested in is, how did it get started in Japan, and how did it break out of Japan to dominate the world? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to stress, the only reason I have this level of complete and utter negativity about about what I'm expecting is because of garbage like Toy Hunter and how much that picked up for at least a couple months and, like, really latched on with people. I, I have this fear that that is what works for toy media right now, and I think it's terrible that that's what works, and I hope that I'm wrong. I really yeah, I wrong. just, I hope Netflix is going to do better. And who knows, maybe they'll drop a trailer, like, in the next hour that will completely prove that it's completely fine. And then in that case, you can have a laugh. At it's this hosted movie. by the guy from Toy Hunter. Oh, no! Then I just throw a shoe at my computer monitor, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, now I have to buy a new monitor, because I saw that face I wanted to hit. I've heard, I've heard that he's completely fine if you talk to him and there isn't a camera running. <laughs> so I'm being unfair. <laughs> I'm being completely unfair. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I hope that thing turns out. I'm, I'm, I will probably yell about it a lot on Twitter once it actually goes up on Netflix. Um, but in the meantime, uh, let's, let's hit a couple of listener questions. One of them is from Daniel Sonnenberg and it's actually, it's, it was appended. He said he had questions for both teams. He had a, a, a normal length, even team question. And then this was his question for the odd team. Oh, great. He says, Hey, Seth, how's creep out? coming on tundra intended along uh i have had no time to work on it i was actually thinking about it like two or three days ago i was like oh yeah i bought a whole second ratchet just to do a funky custom thing boy it sure would be nice if i could get enough of my life back to where i could actually make that happen and justify <laughs> the purchase yeah so it's still uh it's still a wip yeah, well, it's not even that <laughs> listen, far. Listen. It's a it's a toy in a box that hasn't been opened yet. There is a concept that is enough to call it a WIP. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of work getting back under control. You should put up a silhouette shot of it as a teaser. Yeah. I'll just find a silhouette shot of that ratchet toy from when that was being teased and use that. That's, yeah, basically, it's what I mean. And then just, like, use MS Paint to really messily write the word creep out on the bottom with your mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly erase the points of a ratchet's head crest thing. <laughs> Along with part of his head. Uh, anyway, uh, we also have a listener question from Primal D. He says, uh, hello, friends, long-time listener, first-time poster. There has been a lot of speculation about future themes for the main toy lines in the vein of Combiners, Headmasters, etc. What are your thoughts on a revisiting of the Action Master line of characters with fully imagined alt modes, or at the very least, incorporating these characters into the current generation's lineup? Some of these have already appeared in repaints like Reveal the Shield Jazz as Kickoff, uh, or Skull Smasher being turned into Croc. But who doesn't want a sweet, rad motorcycle? Count me in... Uh, what would you add to this line to make it stand out? Action Master Partners, perhaps incorporating them into the combined mode. Thanks for your thoughts. Uh, I think, I think we've, we have talked about this in, in the long ago past. We're now at a point where, like, you know, Croc now has t 
two official toys between the subscription figure toy and the Titans Return appearance. So I think I think we're we're well on the good road. Uh, if this team currently working on Transformers, you know, if John Warden remains one of the the, the key people. I think we're on the road to more Action Masters appearing. Uh, Seth, what do you what do you think about Action Masters? I don't know about it as the gimmick of a line. Yeah. Because if you took because the gimmick for Action Masters was they didn't transform. Yeah. So was, if you make them transform, then you just got crazy colored transformers yeah, in a I'm, lot of ways. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like a crazy color transformer. Yeah. But. Like they did that Action Master Thundercracker at BotCon that one year. Yeah. So there's a crazy ass color transformer. Craziest, um, you might say. Now, if that led to us getting like a new run of like classics figures, because it's like, okay, here's your crazy color Action Master so and so. And now we could also do a repaint of like a more traditional colored so and so. Um, I guess that's a backdoor way into doing that, but I think you kind of kill the gimmick by making them transform. Yeah, I think I think the key thing is like the the plus of redo of doing action masters now is for them to be able to transform, like you know, to do the characters who were only ever action masters. Yeah, but um, I mean, but can you base a whole toy line on that? Oh no, no, this would like I, here's a bunch of super obscure characters. I think this is like like how they're being done already is like you just you you fold them into uh you know whatever the current generation's line is. Yeah, that's fine. I don't oh. have any problem with that at all. But Although I just I, I would uh, love I'd love to see Action Master Partners done as as some kind of gimmick like where it's you know uh, taking taking what we've done with like Titan Masters going you know maybe a somewhat target mastery approach except not everyone like turns into a little dude. But it's like here's the Action Master Partners and they still transform into a gun for their partner so like mainframe has this little weird like uh tin robot guy who turns into a gun and then like uh you can have what's his name because there were some action masters who had like partners who would turn into backpacks and helmets and i always thought that was kind of cool yeah so what if you had the transforming thing be like the things like the backpack or the vehicles because there were all those action master vehicles Mm. And what if those transformed and then you had this non-transforming larger than a Titan Master, more articulated than a Titan Master, Action Master versions of Prime and Megatron and everybody else? I think that that is that's almost like an idea that we've had before for a way to do new new pretenders that I was also really into. Like... I almost feel like fusing those two together would even be like a winning combination. <laughs> so like taking that that gimmick idea you just said, do some action masters that way, but also do like, you know, some classic pretender characters that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think there's there is always as far as just the characters, there is always room for more of the old action master exclusive characters to move on up to having alt modes. And I, I mean, I highly encourage it because a lot of them had really cool robot modes and a good number of them had fairly normal color palettes as well and uh, and totally would work as fresh faces in, you know, we've talked about before, the somewhat waning roster of redoable classics characters. So uh, I, I hope that we see some more of them down the road. Uh, the yeah, because act- for a while I've been interested in the idea of non-transforming well articulated transformer figures 
Mm-hmm. Um, the only time that seems to happen is stuff like 3A, where they're gigantic and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, well, basically, like the whenever Hasbro gives out the license to to a licensed third party thing, it's almost always a very large and expensive action figure. Yeah. And it, and it also almost always has to start off with Optimus, Megatron, Bumblebee, and Starscream, <laughs> which is a bummer. But uh, yeah, it might be interesting to see like legend size Optimus, Bumblebee, Starscream, and Megatrons. <laughs> with transforming vehicles and that you could like do some deep cuts on those like deep cut characters on those yeah i mean after you deal with those four um like one of the last gasps of creo uh when it had transformers were and they actually turned out pretty well were little buildable things where it had like the creo minifig torsos and heads but then you basically built a transforming body onto those yeah. uh and so they started off by doing you know characters they're supposed to do but then moved on into like hound and ratchet and shockwave and and a, a really cool sound wave and uh, i've built most of those now and i really like them like they were very cool and when they got away from the basic four or five characters they had to do like they had to do grimlock as well because this line started when age of extinction came out you know once you got past those opening couple you have to do it, it got pretty darn interesting and the builds got better Yeah, I just Googled up some pictures of Action Master vehicles just to see. There's some wacky colors in here, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this weird, crazy pink dune buggy with giant spikes coming out of the front wheels. That's, uh, oh, man, I forgot his name. That's not Evil Wheeljacks, is it? Because he had one, but it had saw blades. It, it's not Evil Wheeljack. It looks like Wheeljack, but he has an Autobot logo. Oh, uh, yeah, because yeah, so it the, looks like they might open up in the sob or play or something. I don't know. It looks like they might open up the spikes. Slicer had a dune buggy, but there's also an Autobot who had a thing that I sometimes misremember as a dune buggy. Because I, I, that's actually a repaint that I'm I'm bummed out we don't get more often is Slicer. I always loved the Slicer color palette because it was basically like an evil wheeljack in like black, blue, and bronze. And we've gotten we've gotten like slicer colors on Prime Wheeljack once, but it was also in clear plastic. And I was like, you know, I like exhaust. Don't get me wrong, but I was kind of hoping like E Hobby would do Masterpiece Slicer as well. Okay, now I'm looking at Decepticon Slicer Action Master. This is a picture of the box. Yeah, and yeah, like it looks like jagged spikes coming out of the wheels. It's the illustration box. It's not a picture of the actual toy. Yeah, and yeah. that does look like Evil Wheeljack, but it also looks like the same colors as the thing that I said wasn't evil, because it does look like there's an Autobot logo, unless whoever took this picture, somebody along the line added an Autobot logo to it. Um, might be a sticker, I don't know. And then there was an Autobot version of that vehicle, uh, Autobot Rumbler, and instead of spikes, he has like flails coming off the wheels. That's what it was, flails, yeah. Yeah, Rumbler is like I don't care about Rumbler because mostly because he came out of the same because Rumbler was like the other guy when Slicer and Crazy Colors Thundercracker came out. Yeah, you see, this could be a cool idea. Like if they did, like Wheeljack as a posable little figure, and then Rumbler or Slicer or Slicer. Ah, I got them all confused. So you do Wheeljack as a little guy. And then he comes with Rumbler, who is this 
orange and powder blue dune buggy and that transforms into a guy and now slicer or rumbler god damn it <laughs> um rumbler is now a transformer character instead of just a car i think rumbler is supposed to be the because there's also a dude in the car yeah but you get rid of that like just toss him <laughs> yeah you turn rumbler into the car oh poor rumbler well he got an upgrade i guess but it, his the robot is like the robot's got cooler colors than the dune buggy <laughs> yeah i mean the only thing for me is i would want the <clears throat> the action master the non-transforming guy to be bigger than the titan masters yeah but i don't know if they're willing to make transformers that big anymore to where a larger figure would be riding it it's it seems like it's it's like nowadays everything is somewhat possible it kind of it depends on the implementation um like i almost see like all these ideas we're talking about also i could i could even see them saying like well we're not going to make him non-transformable but we'll make him just have a, a super basic like pr- you know pretender inner robot kind of mode where he just folds into a block uh-huh. uh because that that would still that wouldn't that would basically be what a posable action figure could do anyway and then yeah like because also this this is one of my favorite action master sublines are the exosuits um because it's, it's 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 a cool idea and whenever it shows up in in transformers nowadays i really enjoy it where you have like just a vehicle turning into armor for a transformer you know usually the that's a vehicle that also turns into a robot but like stuff like revenge of the fallen Jetfire turning into armor for prime um, or even stuff like, uh, Cybertron Optimus, Galaxy Convoy, just the back of his trailer turning into armor, like, uh, the super mode play pattern. I kind of, I kind of miss it. Yeah. I just don't know if this is the sort of thing that Hasbro would want to do though. Like the ideas we've been throwing out. I don't, I don't think that anything about him is like necessarily unrealistic. You just all be like, you know, scaled to a certain degree to, to fit into the price points. It might be like the larger or more elaborate version of this idea happens for like one or two figures as opposed to like being the whole line. Yeah. But I just hope to see some of these color schemes and characters show up and, and God damn it, I want Masterpiece Slicer. Yeah. And when I Google image searched Action Master Vehicles, man, a lot of uh, He-Man stuff gets mixed in. <laughs> <laughs> Like that weird dragon thing. Yeah, the vehicle. one that like the one that like turns its neck around to, yeah. and then slides its neck along the body to move. Yeah. Like this weird backwards slug. Yeah. I love the gif of that from the one episode they were forced to put it in of the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what it was called. Um uh, Oh. Yeah, I see what you mean. I did the search. The, oh, Dragon Walker. That's what there it's called. Go. Dragon Walker. Yeah. The, I had the Dragon Walker when I was little. I got it at a garage sale. And I remember that it was once I once I actually put batteries into it, I was like, I don't understand how this thing like is this thing alive? <laughs> is this is this an organism that I might encounter someday? Well, if you scroll down a bit, there's a picture of a box for a Roton that was a snap tight model kit. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different than the regular Roton toy, but it was cheaper. And they did a handful of He-Man vehicles as model kits. 
<clears throat> and I remember my brother and I each got one like like we went shopping with grandma and we saw them and I had I didn't know these things existed and they were pretty cheap so she each bought us one and then we both got praised for how easily we put it together uh, oh yeah it was the attack track model kit was the other one we got mm-hmm. and the gimmick still worked like the thing spun when you rolled it along um so those were the versions we had were the model kit versions yeah no, I, I had a legit full-size dragon walker uh Ooh, little a... rich boy yeah little rich boy evangelist with his full-priced ones that he got at and I had, garage I had, sales <laughs> i had my hair all combed back and slick with my little bow tie and my white shirt my little suspenders and shorts and tall white socks carrying my dragon walker to the playground uh anyway i hope that answers your question uh everyone stand back i'm coming through with my dragon walker make way for the dragon walker it has a wide step (laughs) it's completely inefficient way to transfer yourself from one place to another transfer transport yourself from one place to another but that is how that is how decadent my life is. It costs a lot of money to move across a room on a dragon walker, but I can afford to spend it because I'm rich. <laughs> uh, yeah, screw the dragon walker. Whoa! It's a rich kid. It's a rich kid toy. It's a rich kid car. <laughs> um, could you could you imagine if you were like fighting evil and somebody's like? I invented this new thing for you to ride into battle, and you're like, "All I'll, right, I'll stick to my big giant green tiger." Thanks. But. No, no, no. But if they if they introduce it, like, "Hey, I built you a new vehicle for for battle. It's called the Dragon Walker." Like you would imagine, like, "Oh, holy crap! I bet it's a robot dragon." And then you get on the thing, and you're like, "Well, it sure has a fierce looking head. How does it work?" And then you see you you know you're sitting on that cockpit on the head, sliding back and forth as the entire vehicle's waddling in backward slug circles. And you're like, "Yo, Man at Arms, did you actually build this, or did you find this?" Man at Arms is like, "I, I, I found it. I found it under Snake Mountain." <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor threw it out because it was crap, but I. <laughs> I'll fix it up. I fixed it up. It's fine. It's called the Dragon Walker. Um, Seth. Skeletor's like, what are you doing? I threw that away. <laughs> That's a piece of garbage. Garbage. I called it the Dragon Crap. Because <laughs> it's crap. It, look how long it's taking you to get across this field. I, I mean. called it the backward slug because it moves in a ridiculous manner. It doesn't even have guns. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just a big platform that spins around to move. Oh, that's why I loved it because it's it's it, it's it's just it has no purpose. It has no function. Oh, love the dragon walker. It's so terrible. <laughs> Tila starts yelling at man at arms like, "Dad, you spent so much time." Th- doing it you never thought if you should (laughs) (laughs) you only knew that you could he's like but it's incredible it's two two linked axes and a and a sliding mounting point it shouldn't be able to move but it can 
I lost I lost my man at arms voice doing that. I'm sorry. That's gone. I don't even remember what he sounds like. I think he was one of the more generic sounding characters. I remember Probably he just sounded like a guy. He had a sort of dad tone. He was always like, "Oh, Prince Adam, He Man, Adam Man, Adam Man." Was he one of the ones that knew what was up? There were a couple characters that knew what was up. Orko th- knew what was up. I think, the Sorceress knew what was up. I think it was Orko, the Sorceress, and Man at Arms knew what was up. Yeah. Because, yeah, Man at Arms would cover for him sometimes when Tila was like, Aw, shucks, if only He-Man was here. And Man at Arms would be like, hey, Adam, g- go in the other room. And then He-Man <laughs> would come in and Tila would be like, oh, Adam's not around to see this, but He-Man's here to save us. And Man at Arms would be like quietly sighing even though he succeeded at his job. <laughs> My daughter's an idiot. <laughs> my, my daughter's my daughter doesn't recognize faces. She can't identify that he has the exact same face and haircut. How many grotesquely muscular bodybuilders with blonde page boy haircuts do you know? She's like, well, we don't know that Adam's a bodybuilder. That's just I thought he wore a puffy jacket. <laughs> just a he had an allergic reaction, swelled up. <laughs> Like, don't you see? He man's tanned. Adam isn't tanned. He can't just grow a tan. Tila's reaction is like every man on this planet is gigantically muscular. <laughs> it's not a thing here. It's just, I mean, if anything, Rayman over here is the weirdo because he's not gigantic. He's just like a little fire plug man. <laughs> Rayman's like, oh no. I smash my head on stuff. (laughs) I'm gonna go cry in my milk. Uh, That's basically exactly what the He-Man cartoon was like. Yep, I was there. Yeah, so, you know, welcome to our He-Man podcast. Uh, M-O-T-W-T-F at M-O-T-U. I got nothing. Seth, I also actually I don't I got nothing. I didn't get anything this week. What? How could you? It's uh you disappoint everybody. Yeah, it, it's all on your shoulders. Okay. I got something on topic. Alright. I got that um e hobby bat optimus. You got uh I forget what it's officially called. Bat convo bat. Convo bat. I got the convo bat Yahabi exclusive with the Megatron Gatorhead and the little optimal Optimus. Um, that that is what it's supposed to be, right? Optimal. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's the Megaligator head and the Ape X armor is the name of that yeah. little optimal Optimus. Yeah. So once I can't find Wave Three for nothing, I went to Target today. They still have a nothing. For deluxes, damn it! Target. All the all the uh, Voyagers are gone too. Now they just have a handful of uh, Titan Masters and what's the size class for like the uh, the cassettes? But they're not cassettes anymore. They're uh, legends. Legends. Okay, yeah, they have a, like a couple laser beaks and uh. like a brawn and a, a, a night beat, and that's it. That's all that they got for a. Uh, Titans Return. Laser Beak's not very good. And last weekend I was at Toys R Us. Nothing there either. I don't know what's going on, but no one is restocking Titans Returns, it seems. Man. Yeah, it's weird because they're, I mean, they have been showing up more slowly in America, but I think it seemed like Wave 3 was hitting saturation. 
Maybe it's just like the saturation like hasn't quite gotten out there yet. Like it's the edge of the napkin. Well, waves one and two were plentiful. Yeah. That was no problem whatsoever. Then it's like wave two sold out and just nobody restocked. And it's been going on three months now. Man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's garbage. It's garbage. You have conversations yeah, so, with the store managers. Tell them you're on a podcast. Oh, they don't care. <laughs> um, hey, yo, you tell them you're on a podcast. Don't don't say anything about like what it is or what the numbers are. It's like, listen, I live in California and I'm on a podcast. You don't think I, I have power? What numbers am I telling them? You, you say, hey, I'm I've been doing a podcast for years. There's a reason we stuck okay. around. All right, I was. I thought you were warning me against telling him how many listeners we have, which I don't know. No, so you just you like sidestep around it. You use other big numbers like longevity. Just say you want. Don't don't even put context to it. Just go like I went to Leo Laporte's once. Yeah, I've been there twice. Twice. <laughs> there you go. I saw Leo once. I didn't I've, talk to him. I've been to Leo Laporte's studio twice. Don't say yeah. you know why. Just say you have. Yeah. This big dog on them. And they won't know who that is. And <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, swish your scarf to one side and put on your aviators and just go like, huff, and then storm out of there. Yeah, so anyway, once I can't find Wave 3, this is my first experience with that mold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's surprisingly complicated, the transformation. And it's not that it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't figure out how to transform this thing. It's just there's a lot of twisting and turning and angling things at the right angle to plug in. Yeah. That it it was easier going, like, without looking at the instructions, I figured it out. It was a lot easier going from the bat mode that it came packaged into robot than back to bat mode where it's, it's for me anyway, it, it seems more... Um, or, or less intuitive going to bat mode where where it's like, okay, I have to make a leg. I know what shape a leg is. And I, I don't know if I just never looked at the pictures close enough to realize, but I didn't realize that the legs are made out of wrapping the bat wings around. Oh. <laughs> um, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I, ever since the the design art leak happened, I'd, I'd caught that little detail, and it's it's what had me excited for the toy for a while, because it's such a, a interesting and strange and clean way to deal with the wings. Yeah, and I just I didn't see that coming. Um, the little soft rubbery vestigial wings, um, for the vehicle or for the robot mode, um, one of them's all bent out of position and doesn't look good but i'm sure some hot water and to straighten it out would be fine and those it's like okay i guess they had to do something to have some evidence of wing for robot mode but uh i don't know yeah they're they're fine i don't really like those because of how easily they get warped and because they're they're at an angle where if you lay the toy down on his back the way i sometimes do if i put him in a box or something it's like I have to put the mind wipes down, face down on the top of the pile in the box, or those wings yeah. just get warped as hell. Yeah. So, I mean, for the most part, it's good. It did make me wonder if I need to get mind wipe now that I've experienced the mold. Um, if I ever saw mind wipe in a store, I'd probably just be so friggin' excited that I would buy it 
yeah. regardless. <laughs> um, just because of the effing drought we've been in. Um, we've been getting tons of rain here in California to, to the fact that there's been flooding and whatnot. Um, so we got, I guess we have to have a new drought. And yeah, that drought's going to be <laughs> uh, Titans Return Transformers. It's all about balance, you know? <laughs> a drought that only affects a very small number of us. Yeah, needs of the many, needs of the few, something, something. So that is my on topic. All right, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything on topic. I, Wave three has showed up in Ontario, and I meant to go on a hunt to try to grab a trigger happy, and I, I didn't get a chance to. So I, I got nothing fresh. Wiki wiki fresh. Because also, I don't precisely remember what I talked about last week. But I'm pretty sure I talked about most of the, the stuff I got. I might have not talked about the Iron Factory Optimus. Oh, you know what? I didn't. Aaron talked about his, and then mine came the day after. Oh. Okay, I, I, could, I could talk about that. I'll send you a picture. Uh, Iron Factory Ultimate Commander is uh, a little legend scale Optimus Prime who's, uh, it's basically the way that he looks when he's a cop in the, uh, the pre-Optimus Prime days of the current IDW comics, which happens to look a lot like War Within. Um, oh. and then this version comes with an extra trailer of armor parts that can turn into a kind of god Jinrai armor, which is heavily modeled on something that he armed up with i think it's stormbringer if i remember i don't actually remember anything about stormbringer so i might be wrong there but uh the version i got he also the first run of this comes with a bonus elita one version of their tiny rc called alaria oh yeah i remember talking about this before yeah um so it's it's a pretty cool figure unfortunately it's not iron factory's best it's it's like it's in the perfectly fine middle ground of iron factory um, like, like where I put their Scorponok, where I put, uh, their Drifts, but, uh, he's not up there with, like, the Datsun trio, or some of the Dinobots, or City Commander, or, uh, or their Black Shadow, and, uh, part of the reason why is his plastic actually feels a lot different than the usual Iron Factory plastic, it's a bit, it's, it doesn't have that same kind of, like, thick matte finish to it, it's a bit shinier, and somehow doesn't feel quite as dense, um, it's not like a, a major problem, but it's just that coupled with little things like his his shoulders tab into his front tires, but the front tires can move around as like a shoulder rotation, but then the middle of the shoulder also can move on a ball joint as a shoulder rotation, and it's kind of, it always feels like something is supposed to lock that doesn't lock. Um, and then the other thing is, like, armoring him up is pretty cool, uh, and most of the connections are fine, but the boots... They don't fall off, but they only peg onto his legs by, like, one peg on the side of his legs. And the boots have their own dedicated ankle tilt. It all works fine. It's just that often, like, his boots will rotate forward and backwards a little bit on the connector peg. And it feels insecure in a way I dislike. Um, it also bums me out because, like, they're about to do a Bruticus. And I was kind of hoping that there would be, like, these amazing, just dead solid locking mechanisms all over his body as almost a preview of the Bruticus they're doing. And maybe that is me expecting way too much out of something that's not even the same kind of combiner. But uh, he uses a lot more kind of peg and tab connections than, than anything that, like, clicks together. And he's at the legend scale, and etc., etc. So he's fine. Um, he's not. I would even say he's pretty good. Uh, it's just that 
as like a, I, the reason I'm so snobby about Iron Factory is because like when they hit it with the stuff I like, they friggin' hit it so hard out of the park. So I, I find I, I tend to hold them to a higher level of scrutiny for that kind of stuff. Um, like he's he's no evil lord. Evil lord is still I think the worst thing they've ever made. Uh, he, he he comes together really well. He's he's a great little Optimus Prime. Uh, Alaria is uh, still that you know the pink assassin RC mold, which I think is a really good design. Uh, all of her accessories are new, so there's there's freshness there. Um, and I, and I like some of the some of the, the little hidden gimmicks here and there, like the the way that the sh- big long shoulder cannons have an extra little bit that folds out when they combine, like kind of like a extending rail gun or. You know, there's just enough pegs on his body to store a lot of his weaponry. Although, like, my one other bummer is, like, his big melee weapon that can split into a sword and an axe. I can't find anywhere to store those things anywhere on him in vehicle mode. And there's even a little peg hole in the axe, or in the, uh, sorry, in the sword. Feels, it looks exactly like some of the pegs on his body. And I'm like, is this supposed to store on him? And am I just not seeing where? And it's kind of weird. <clears throat> But, uh, like, I, I don't want to turn anyone off the figure if they're already really into it. Like, if you dig how he looks, I think he's fine. He's just, you know, he's in the middle in the middle range, the strong middle range for an Iron Factory piece, and I, I was hoping for more. Um, I'm such a snob, Seth. I got yeah. I got my real Dragon Walkers, <laughs> and I got I got my I got my needs from my third party Legends toys. Yeah, I remember being somewhat interested in this thing when we looked at it before. But hearing your semi lukewarm vibes on it kind of turns off. Like the like I was in a very wait and see kind of mode with it. Yeah. So I I think I could live without it. Yeah, it's it's sort un- of thing. it's unfortunate because I like especially since it, I think it got delayed at some point and I was really hoping that this was going to be like just the you know the release from Iron Factory for the first half of 2017, and it's just another release and it's like. Like I said, it's not bad. It's just that there, there's nothing about it that breaks a lot of new ground. It's trying new things, but it's not breaking new ground. And uh, I, I got their I got their six shot on the way, I'm, and I'm really hoping that that guy is up there with their Magnus and their Datsuns, uh, as far as having just like that dense, really solid hand feel and like transforming enough for what I want. Um, I should mention, like you know, this Optimus has, has a fully, completely decent transformation. He's got this cool trick. Where, like, his kneecaps are, like, for the combined mode, his kneecaps slide down the boots, revealing more of his silver upper legs to give the illusion that his legs have grown a bit bigger. And it's it's a really neat trick. Um, it's just, for, for what, I, what I like the most out of Iron Factory, he doesn't really do a lot that's new. So, yeah, like, if, if you were on the fence already, might, might want to wait till a convention or something when you can, like, mess around with someone else's and see if you even really like it. Um... Oh, one other thing, not to like be full downer, but I was, I was a little bummed out at how strangely difficult it is to fold his head away. <laughs> like his his head sculpt doesn't really have quite enough room to just fold away. You kind of have to maneuver it into the vehicle mode position, in a, in a way that I was I was again like a little surprised by. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my on topic stuff. So, uh, Seth, let's just talk about some off-topic stuff. Okay. I got Diaclone, guys. Dia! The new Diaclone. Clone! Right, so I got the 
Diclone Reboot DA-04 Dinots set of eight. Oh, just you got the little box of men? Yes. Oh, how... it's a it's a very little box. Is, is it just a, like is it like are they is there a display window or is it just a little box with a bag of men inside? Oh no, it's a, there's a display window. Okay. I'll, uh, here, let me put the yeah. So it's all so it's a it's a long narrow box with a tray, a plastic tray in it. Um, here, whoops, I put them in upside down. Uh oh. I'll try to take a picture real quick and send it to you. So I got that mm-hmm. uh, along with DA zero two power suit system type A and DA zero three power system suit type B. Yes. So I am very impressed with the, these tiny little drivers. Um, now I don't have access to my original Diclone drivers. Uh, they're still at my dad's with a lot of other stuff that he's getting mad at me for not getting out of his house yet. <laughs> um, so, but I, I seem to remember you telling me that these are actually smaller than the original drivers. Um, I think so. Someone took like people who are more into original Diaclone than I am took a lot of side by side pictures. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't remember anymore. I probably said that. Yeah, so they still have magnets in their feet, and they are tiny, tiny little like spots of silver on the bottom of the bottoms of their feet. But in my desk here, I have a metal filing cabinet as part of it, and I could just pop him right on, and he stands on completely vertical on the side of my file cabinet here. Yeah. So they work. It's just these tiny, tiny little specks of silver on the bottom of their feet. <laughs> But so they have ball jointed shoulders and hips, and then they have a hinged knees and elbows, and an ab crunch. Yeah, I, I think I remember some of that from when people were reviewing the the dia battles thing, and I yeah they they are they look like impressive little dudes. Also, I got your photo of the packaging. That's friggin' that is an awesome box. <laughs> that is an awesome box. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the the power suits are just a box. There's no window yeah, for yeah. them. But I really love the power suits. I'm I'm so glad to hear that because I I never got Dia Battles, but I I thought these power suits look awesome, so I have pre-orders for them. And I've been hemming and hawing on if I should keep the pre-orders. I love them. Uh, they have an alternate mode. That in the instructions is called mech mode, where you sort of re-angle the direction of the legs. Mm. Um, and then, so in, so the body part is more laid down, and then you just have them opened and the driver sitting up, so it looks more like they're piloting an open-air thing. And it almost works, um, but I, I just like the standard power suit configuration better. Yeah. And then they they come with a this like plastic box that opens and closes, and all their everything, all their accessories attach either on the outside or inside of the box. So all their guns, and then they f- kind of collapse down, and you stuff them in, so they could all be completely contained in this little box that they come with. 
Yeah, the the box gimmick and like the way like they the way that you can have like Dia battles carry the boxes or use the mech yeah. suits as like a new torso. Right. I'm I'm like that all looks so cool and like man I that's what, like one of my goals is like this year I really want to pick up Dia battles. It's just I really want to not pay 150 bucks American for them. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that kept me from getting it. Yeah. And and I saw a bunch of people getting it on Twitter. Like I saw like five or six people I follow on Twitter all seem to get it on the same day. It it felt like. Yeah. And there was a lot of like this thing's amazing. Picture 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 picture. And then I'm pretty sure I saw one or two people like within a week being like I don't know if I want this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it it almost seems like it, it almost felt like this is super cool initially and then it's like okay now now what I don't yeah know. what what is it I, I think stuff like these suits interacting with it or something that like it's a shame it took this long for an additional thing to, to play with the die battle set to come out because i feel like these things are almost like part of what solves that conundrum of what else you do with the thing it's like yeah. now, now you have more things that can interact with it. They have they're doing a huge push on all this stuff this year, um, but yeah, I, I'm just I keep fingers crossed that like I'm going to see a die battles for like a hundred US at some point. Yeah, or maybe someone trying to unload what they got. Yeah. <laughs> so and then I shot you. I tweeted this earlier, but I shot it directly at you. I just it, during one of our gaps of my internet not working. I just set up a few things for size comparison. So I have one of the the Dianauts, um, the two power suits, the Brawn, Titan Master, and Chrome Dome in robot mode all kind of standing together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I knew they were tiny. I knew they were small, but I guess I just didn't anticipate how small. So like when I opened the box that they were in last night, these I just got them yesterday. Um, I was like, oh, even smaller than, I don't know what I would thought. Like I knew they were going to be small, but damn, they're small. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hyped for those suits now. They look, they look super fun. And like the size is, uh, I'll send you something I got last week that like is going to be perfect with these things is this, uh, perfect effect made, a a, a, a third party version of Biotron from Micronauts. And his cockpit in his chest is basically sized for those little Dianauts. Uh-huh. So this is like a Microman thing that is made to go along with those little Diaclone power suits. And That's cool. It's it's an awesome little figure, and and uh, yeah, I think I think I'm I'm looking forward to those things hitting HLJ now. Yeah, and with uh with the suits, like so, like with the big um, what are they called the the Dia battles. Um, that seemed like a big investment money-wise, where the suits and just the little box of individual guys um, was much less of an investment. Yeah. Um, I I had a feeling I was going to dig the suits because small size, tons of really well-done uh, sculpted detail, um, good posability. I mean, there's some limitations just because of the, the aesthetic of them. Um, but you know, they got ball joints and nice long range hinges and whatnot. And there's like multiple joints just in their legs, um, to facilitate collapsing down to fit in the box and whatnot. Um, 
but they it kind of reminded me of the uh the perfect effect cassettes like their their rumble and whatnot yeah and yeah. and how much i dug those little guys just these small well detailed posable robots that i don't know why i'm so into it but i am i just they just do it for me i i really really like them it's it's an aesthetic like i I almost I, unless you don't really care about Microman like that the that thing I, I sent you a link for that Star Robot or whatever like it, it 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 is a really cool just like small it's it's about the size of a GI Joe so uh-huh. it's like it's like a really well posable GI Joe sized robot with a cockpit in his chest and then like a gun and a backpack and the backpack can like extend to just become a set of treads and you put the gun on it and now it's a little tank for pilots to drive in and then the robot is really posable. It's like just a, a great little package. Yeah. And it, it's hard to see from like the pictures I sent you or from official photos either, just because they're so small and the colors kind of blend together. But the power suits have clear plastic windows. Oh, so you can like see the pilot inside? Um, you could. It, it's hard. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's dark inside with the, the lid down, but uh, um, there are clear plastic. And then. Uh, one of the upcoming ones has like a giant clear canopy. It looks almost more like a, uh, like it's meant for, um, like some sort of construction work or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I've already pre-ordered the other two or the next two suits that are going to be a two pack that have different accessories like instead of guns they have like these claw hands that uh just attach to the regular hands like instead of holding guns they're holding these claw oh pincers. yeah 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 i was flipping through all this because like the weird thing is on on uh on hlj only those two suits are up for pre-order like this two-pack and the dianauts are not on hlj hmm. like they're not on hlg yet like the dianauts aren't yeah, the so like D like the two suits you got the the red one and the blue one. Yeah, those are on HLJ along with the new like the you know the the big fancy new Dia battles with the Cosmo stuff. Uh-huh. But the Dianaut set of eight and the DA five set of two suits are not on there. I'm surprised because I got them from Big Bad. Yeah, Big Big Bad has more of that Diaclone stuff available than HLJ. Huh. And I I actually don't understand why. <laughs> That would be interesting if they just had a better uh, relationship with Takara than HOJ does. Yeah, like, I wonder if something about the Diaclone license means that, like, you know, HLJ being in Japan is not allowed to sell as much of it outside of yeah, Japan. Yeah, or... I was just thinking maybe it's uh, it's something where maybe Takara wants physical stores to have a first shot at it. I don't know. Yeah. Where it doesn't matter for... The damn gaijin. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it might be, like, um, the case where Big Bad is just getting this stuff and shipping it over. Because, like, that... Like, Big Bad, Big Bad's price is just expensive enough more so than the HLJ price that it seems like they might be just buying it with, you know, not wholesale, but just getting a hold of a bunch. Oh, yeah. And, and bringing it over. So, yeah, who, who knows? It could be some weird licensed stuff. Yeah, so... And then going back to the Dianaut set, so... The colors are, you get two 
dark gray guys, two dark blue guys, and then two more of the, or four more where they swap blue and gray parts. Yeah. So they swap the, uh, the abdomen and thighs. So one is like a gray chest, arms and shins with the blue, uh, abdomen and thighs and then the other is the blue chest arms and shins with the gray abdomen and thighs so you technically get two each of four color schemes but it's really only two color schemes it's (laughs) it's just like the swap some bits around it's the very straightforward way of getting alternate color palettes yeah but uh yeah they're really neat i really dig them uh, I love them. <laughs> they are my children. Um, I don't, I didn't get anything else except for a TV stand, and that was a whole project today. Mm. Yeah, we picked it up today. So last weekend we go to the furniture store. We go, this one's cool, and we've been looking for a long time for a new TV stand. Mm-hmm. And this one's cool, and it's only four hundred bucks. Uh, so let's get this and they go okay we'll order for you we'll call you when it comes in they called yesterday it's in you can pick it up anytime okay cool it's not going to fit in our crv or it might not uh let's get my girlfriend's brother who has a pickup truck he'll help cool everyone gets there they wheel it out and it's uh it's not built it's in a flat box assemble it yourself put it together yourself yeah and then we were like, um, that sucks because we didn't anticipate having to build it. Um, this would have fit on our car. Uh, we didn't need to bother brother. And uh, we moved everything around in the house, anticipating bringing in a built TV stand and putting it in the spot. So then when we got it home, we had to like move stuff around and make room to build it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my girlfriend was mad. She was very mad. That sucks if that if that was a if you know a surprise because I'm assuming that it wasn't like an IKEA style flat pack, and no. thus you you actually needed to have a whole bunch of tools and whatnot. Well, um, I've been up here doing the show, mm-hmm. and just a few minutes ago she texted me a photo of it all put together. So, in the course of fighting with Comcast and getting the show recorded, it's already been built. So it it didn't take her very long. So it couldn't have been that complicated. But yeah, it's not IKEA. It's Ashley. And we've bought Ashley stuff from Ashley. Um, so this we got we got it faster because when we bought stuff from Ashley before, it took months to actually get it. But they put it together. So I guess part of the deal with this place is you could buy Ashley stuff. And stuff from other people. Um, but we'll just give you the box. <laughs> Hooray. It just would have been nice to have known. <laughs> yeah. You know, assembly required. Um, cool. Well, at least it's built. Happy endings. Yep. And uh, I just have to hook up everything when I go downstairs. And ha- happy ending to this episode. We, you know, after all of the Comcasting, once they shot that reset bulge through the pipe, 
seems to have fixed some stuff. Yeah, and hopefully it'll stay fixed. It's been kind of an off and on sketchy thing for a week or so now. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I hope I hope you don't have any more trouble. But uh, thank you all for listening. Um, that's uh, been another episode of WTFTFW. It's episode 443. Uh, as always, head by the thread. Leave some thoughts. Uh, just, you know, muse on the cosmos. Reply to the listener question. Whatever it is you like to do. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again uh, in a little while with some more Transformers podcasting. So thanks, Seth, for coming by. Uh, thanks for wrestling Comcast to the floor. Thanks for putting up with all the garbage to get yeah, <laughs> Comcast no wrestled to the floor. It was all worth it to just like deliver that elbow drop to its throat and crush its larynx. Yeah, well, clock's ticking on them for me being a customer. Yep. As soon as Sonic gets the fiber into this neighborhood, I'm I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out. Well, we're stuck with them for TV because the only other option is UVerse. I don't even and know all what my that experiences is. with but it's AT&T's thing. Oh. My mom had it. My girlfriend's mom has it. Apparently only older women get it. <laughs> but uh yeah, our experiences through our mothers with Uverse um is it's it's not great. Trash fire. Yes. So it's that or satellite. I don't like satellite TV. It seems like a hassle, even though there are three satellite dishes attached to my house. It came that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll stay with those jerk bags for TV. But as soon as I could get off their Internet, I am gone, Jack. Roadrunner style. Beep, beep. Well, and they're starting to 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 do a. Um, data caps and and all that oh, garbage. Screw and that! Yeah, they're garbage. They're garbage. Garbage. They can't. Yeah, you know, we got to conserve all that bandwidth juice now that we can't pump any more bandwidth juice from the bandwidth mines. Yeah, when I was to... in that chat with the customer service person, I referred to this combination router modem as a garbage box. Because <laughs> I sent the signal through, you just have to wait for it to reboot, and I said it's going to take a long time. This thing is very slow. And then they were like, oh, it usually takes one to three minutes. I'm like, well, not on this one. This takes a long time. And then a few minutes later, they write, well, on my end, it shows everything is green, so you should be good. I'm like, well, I don't know yet because it's not done rebooting. I told you this garbage box is extremely slow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm paying them to use this garbage box too. That's one of the things that hurts the most. And you're gonna have to return it to them, right? Like, yeah, but that's easy. Okay. The, there's a Comcast store not too far from here, so you just go and you go. Here's your garbage back, and they go. Oh, you forgot one of the wires, and be like, "All right, we'll charge me two dollars for it. I don't care." You're like, here, I got your wire right here, and you just poop on the floor. I have a story about me severing ties with my last ISP. Doesn't uh-huh. actually involve pooping on the floor, unfortunately. Did you poop in a box? Yes. Here's it's, the box with your stuff. Inside the garbage turd. box. There's a surprise inside. Yeah. Insulates it for something. Here's your DVR and a poop. Yep. I've wrapped it in a DVR. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.